Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. An Olympic athlete wouldn't compete dehydrated, hungry, unrested or ill. So why is it that dentists so often skip lunch, refuse to take time off or burn themselves out? It's that time of the year again where everyone's running a little low on energy, exams are creeping up and we're getting so tired of lockdown. So for this week's What I Wish I Knew, we're playing a rerun of an interview we did with Dr. Annalene Weston late last year as a part of a series of episodes we did discussing mental health and burnout. In this one, she talks about the importance of taking care of ourselves, which I think is a really important and timely reminder, especially right now. She introduces the concept of the third space and developing habits to help us reset in between patients or after an off day so that we can start again with our best foot forward rather than banking up all that stress. How can we be kind to others if we're not first kind to ourselves? How can we take care of others if we're not taking care of ourselves? Let's listen to what Dr. Annalyn Weston has to say about it. The, the reason that I'm turned my mind to the absence, I suppose, of clear self-care in dental practitioners relates a lot to the burnout work that I've been doing. And during that time, I've discovered or uncovered some quite alarming things. So, for example, in any other profession in the world, uh, burnout is linked to what we call absenteeism. People don't go to work because they procrastinate and work avoid. But in healthcare, burnout is linked to presenteeism. Burnt out practitioners have more of a tendency to go to work because of their imposter syndrome. Partly they can't let other people see. I can't let you see. And you don't necessarily think rationally when you're stressed. You're not your best self again. Um, quite alarmingly, the studies that have been around this, uh, many of which have been in New Zealand, there's a beautiful paper called uh, Super Do- uh, Doctors Don't Take Superheroes Don't Take Sick Leave. It's called Superheroes mm-hmm. Don't Take Sick Leave. And it's about how doctors and dentists don't take sick leave when they're sick. They will go to work and treat patients sick. Mm. Now, the problem is, is that looking at it from a COVID-19 perspective, if I'm sick and I treat patients, there is a risk, a genuine risk, I can make those patients sick. So it's easy to see why we would say that from a risk perspective, it's a poor idea. But then also, I'm not my best self, therefore I won't make as good a decisions. I'm not going to be as good a communicator. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be, you know, you put out like your, your vibe. If I'm not yeah. feeling well, you know, my energy is a bit tatty. My body language is a bit tatty and patients pick up on that. And in mm-hmm. fact, people make decisions on you based on your body language. It has been found within the first five seconds of meeting you. So if my body language is pain or I don't want to be here or I'm super sick, for a patient who's coming in frightened, sensitized and predisposed to have a terrible experience, I've almost set the scene, haven't I? Mm, mm. So there's a number of reasons from a risk perspective. It's dangerous, notwithstanding the fact I could make the patient sick and I'm more likely to make a poor choice, a poor decision, and drop something. I don't know. Something bad is more likely to happen <laughs> if I'm not. Definitely. So I found it quite alarming how many dental practitioners went to work sick. And in fact, you, you then start talking to people who say, oh, I've been practicing for 40 years. I've never had a sick day. Mm. So you've never been sick. Oh, no, I've been sick. I mean, oh, I've been to work and had to keep leaving to vomit. Well, that's just lovely. And what happened yeah. if you felt like you were going to vomit? Did you just like hurry that procedure along or what was that? You know, was that, how did that work? <laughs> so I think that that in itself is, an, there's a number of areas, levels there that you can unpick. 
There's then, we deal with people who often see dentistry as a distress purchase and don't want to be there. And kindness goes a long way. But if you're feeling rubbish, whether that be because you're sick or because you're burnt out or because you've just suffered a bad adverse outcome and you're feeling really down on yourself, it's really difficult to give other people that kindness. So if you're not caring for yourself and being kind to yourself, it's really, really hard to be kind to others. And David, I know that you have a small person who lives in the house with you. So remember <laughs> how tired you are when you mm. have a new baby because they're crying 48 hours a day, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're tired, you don't have those same reserves of energy and that same level of kindness to patients. Do you see what I mean? It's the same Absolutely. sort of thing. Mm. So there's, there's those sort of things from a risk perspective. I also found it quite alarming. The study showed that around two-thirds of dental practitioners are working dehydrated. Now, when you're dehydrated, your brain shrinks, which is probably from an evolutionary <laughs> perspective, not great. And from a um, you know, cognitive perspective, probably not super tastic either. Um, and when you speak to dental practitioners about why, they say it's because they have to walk outside the waiting room to walk through the waiting room to go to the toilet. And if they're running late, they're too embarrassed to walk past their patients. So they intentionally dehydrate themselves. They intentionally go without meals. The number not not eating is actually higher than the number not drinking. So you're dehydrated with a low blood sugar level. How can you possibly perform? Would an athlete do that? Mm, Would an mm. athlete intentionally dehydrate themselves? Or maybe they do, actually. Probably some athletes do <laughs> for, for the performance. Yeah. Actually, come to think of it. <laughs> Jockeys probably do, don't they? Yeah. But, but do you see what I mean? If you were a if you were going to perform at your best, would you not fuel your body, rest your body, hydrate your body, be kind to your body? Would you not get yourself in the right emotional and mental mindset? And yet we often do absolutely the opposite. We go to work sick, dehydrated, don't have time for breakfast because we're rushing. And then we kind of rock up, ta-da, and... <laughs> think we're going to be able to do our best work mm. on someone i think it's, it's 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 silly we're never going to be able to if we don't take care of ourselves we're just a broken thing that's not going to be able to take care of our poor patients it's such a great analogy the you know the the sports person you know the high level athlete and in the end what we need to do yes we're not active <laughs> but mentally we need to be there we need to be at our best selves to give our best to our patients and and that is our goal overall BOQ specialists have worked closely with dental professionals for over 30 years and they understand the unique challenges that you, as a dental student or graduate, will face at the beginning of your career. I know they helped me early on as a dental student and they can help you too as they offer a private banking experience and tailor their products for dental professionals. I can say they have great customer service. I've lost my password that many times and they've always been able to help me. Nothing like the experiences I've had with competitors. So if it sounds like they can help you too, get in touch with them for a chat. For more information, visit boqspecialist.com.au slash students or check out the show notes for more details. TNCs, fees and learning criteria apply. See boqspecialist.com.au for more details. Are there any other things that people do that, you know, they don't take care of themselves and let things get worse? So one of the things that I guess that really resonated with me when we were doing the research on burnout was the concept of a third space. And there's a lovely TED talk by a gentleman called Adam Fraser about the third space. 
And your third space, if you think about it in terms of an athlete, and this is when he did his provisional research, say you're a tennis player and you have two points. So your first serve, your first point is rubbish. Are you going to drag the drama of and the bad, how bad you feel? Because of course you weren't perfect and you're flagellating yourself with a tyranny of perfection. Or yeah, are you yeah, going to yeah. get over it and do the, hit that second serve as if nothing just happened? Of course they have to get over it. So the space between the two points or the two serves is called the third space. And most people manage or most athletes manage their third space through ritual and routine. And that's why tennis players are such good examples, because if you think about people like Rafa Nadal and all that fidgeting about and bouncing the ball three (laughs) times that he does, that is actually him managing his third space. So when he comes to hit that second point, he is on point every single time. Mm. Okay. Mm. now we have a third space all the time in the practice, and it's the space between two patients. Do you. If you've had an adverse outcome or you've had a drama, something hasn't gone well, rubber down kept pinging off, you're not happy with your filling because it looks crap or because you're not happy with your contact point, took longer than you were hoping. Do you take the drama and upset of that patient into the next patient so you meet that patient, bring them in with your bad body language and distracted? Yeah, you probably do. You probably are. You have a bad patient at 9.30 and we carry that patient on our back all day and it just knocks on. Or you could find a way of managing your third space. So that can be all manner of things. A lot of people take the third space as their lunch break and make sure they go for a walk and get some fresh air or, I don't know, eat something. How extraordinary. What an extraordinary (laughs) concept. Instead of working through their lunch break. One thing I like to do to manage my third space is I actually, I take the patient to reception and hand them over. I write my records, of course. And then I actually go to the tea room and I have a drink of water. And then when I walk back out, go back into my surgery, gown up and then go and get the next patient from the waiting room. It's like starting afresh. You know, it's like you take the day off or you take the last patient off. It sounds like a strange thing to say, but you've you've shaken that off. Had a drink of water, so I've also hydrated myself cleverly. Yeah, I see what you do. I know, totally, (laughs) totally, maybe have a snack and then (laughs) get that next patient because the reality of it is, is that might be another 90 seconds. But if that enables me to be on point for that next patient, then I'm going to have, I'm not dragging the drama of the last patient with me. I've come to that next patient fresh and we're both going to have a better appointment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like bouncing the ball or doing what Rafael Nadal does. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> but it's different for everyone. Some but, people might find something like that. You know, people tell me that they do breathing or they yeah, do stretches yeah. is another thing. People tell me I do my stretches. Um, other people take the opportunity to spend two or three minutes on social media to catch up with friends or family. It's different for everybody. We're all going to have a different way. I know dental practitioners who keep a book in their surgery. And people say, when have you got time to read? Well, they haven't, but they find two minutes between each patient because it just helps them just get back into the right frame of mind. So it's going to be different for everyone. There's no doubt. But just having that idea of bouncing between one patient to the next and not pausing in between Mm. and taking the opportunity to just shake any drama off and just move into that next patient in a really good balanced frame of mind, if possible. And if you can't, I mean, as our colleague who rang me this week, who'd had the adverse outcome and said, I can't do this now. 
then that's good too, because she recognized that she wasn't emotionally able to take on the emotional burden of the next patient. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. By being in tune with yourself in your third space, you'll learn to read your signals if you just can't cut it that day. And that's okay, because that's not failure. That's yeah. just not being perfect. It's, that's human. Mm. I, I myself, um, I often at lunchtime will go down. I, we work near a river in most of the practices I'm at, so I'll go down to the river at lunchtime and that's my third space. But I think I might be in, uh, putting something in between patients a bit more and I appreciate that and, you know, your advice about taking care of ourselves because we can't look after our patients right if we're not looking after ourselves. We can't. And, you know, think about, you know, another example when you sat an exam okay, there were people who stayed up all night cramming because that was their learning style. But broadly, you kind of tried to have something to eat and drink first, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you? You tried to go in with the best frame of mind that you could to give yourself the best chance of success. It's not unreasonable, but we seem to feel that we need to be perfect and be this machine that just operates on empty. And then when things go wrong, we start blaming ourselves like we're the most horrible person in the world when in fact it's not unreasonable for things to go wrong when you're sick or hungry or tired or that's not unreasonable that's just human and what I always say as well to my colleagues when they come in and they're not feeling well and I'm trying to get them to go home because they're sick and I say (laughs) what do you like an ID block off you today (laughs) And the reason I pick an ID block, because I think it's not a very nice injection, is it? I don't like having Mm. them. Yeah. (laughs) And it's uh, not not difficult to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you like an ID block off you today? Would you like a molar endo off you today? And they look at you and they're like, well, no. And I'm like, well, so, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's such a that's a wonderful way to uh, sum it up. In the end, you know, we only do for our patients what we do for ourselves. Um, that's fantastic advice. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Annalyn. It's 2021. We're used to cloud-based software enhancing and optimizing every aspect of our lives. But what about something we use every day? Our dental practice management software. Now imagine something rethought from the ground up designed for intuitiveness, leveraging the capabilities of today's technology, something that optimizes our daily workflows and actually meets the changing needs of modern dentists to stay competitive and connected. Principal practice management software is just this, intelligent, efficient, and intuitive, because it's 2021 and you can expect something more. Go to principal.dental to learn more. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.